Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I am Tyler Metcalf, joined as always by Tyler Rucker. Rucker, how's it going? Metcalf, doing good. Um, you know, just just counting down the days. We got one more day of uh, playing basketball in the NBA, and then I get to shift to complete psycho fan for the next couple months, hopefully. Um, go Celtics. Rooting for your T-Wolves. Um, just, a, just a brutal one. I'm sorry for your for that loss. It just I, painfully on brand. I have to confess that I was at a live viewing of John Wick and while watching, you know, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, John Wick, you know, shoots some people. What? Um yeah, crazy. And while that's going on, I'm just checking my phone, running out, checking the score of the game, coming back. And then I just get like a flurry of like 50 texts. And I was like, oh, gosh, what happened? And literally just was like getting texts like ref special coming in. Here we go. Like I was like, oh, boy, this is not good. So one more game, Metcalf. Let's, let's get it home. Let's let's get T-Wolves, you know, right up there. How are you doing? How are you holding up? Oh, just... sorry to bring up old stuff. But now <laughs> I got to set the tone for... Yeah, not now. I'm just gonna be depressed for the next hour. No, uh, no. Um, and it, it was just—it's what we've seen all year from them. Um, people trying to blame that loss on Cat are doing some real mental gymnastics there. Yes, he was soft in the fourth. Yes, he gets in foul trouble. He does that every year. He was also the best player on the court for eighty percent of that game. Um, LeBron having the lowest plus-minus in that game was something. Uh. Rui Hachimura having the highest, I believe, besides Cat, unless that changed at the last or in overtime. Um, also something. Anthony Edwards' worst game of his career, bad timing for it. We move on to Friday. So yeah, just, just, on. just one just one game against the second youngest team in the NBA. What what could possibly go wrong? What oh god, I believe one of the texts I sent you is uh this is why I drink. So yeah, this is this this is why. Some people <laughs> don't drink and we respect them, but there's also people that do enjoy a beverage. And usually when I have tough, frustrating games of watching basketball as a fan, the, the drinks come out. The drinks come out at night. So um I haven't really been too frustrated throughout the year because I was like, hey, let's get to the playoffs and we'll party. And now I'm like, okay. All gloves are off. Time to, <laughs> time to battle the you know battle down the hatches and bring on Atlanta. Shout out Simon. I'm ready to go to war. Um, I hope the Celtics don't you know take them lightly. I'm ready yeah. for villain Trey Young. I'm ready to not like Trey Young. I've always liked him. I'm ready to not like him in the playoffs. So oh, we'll you just haven't happens. watched a live game of his recently, then? No, I mean uh, I have. Nice. <laughs> I've, I've watched plenty of NBA. It's just I'd like to be able to have basketball on 24 hours a day. But we're on that path. Absolutely. And a couple guys who we're planning on eventually talking about in the NBA, um, but it might be a couple years from now because they are returning to school. Um, just a couple of the biggest name returners so far this year, uh, Tyrese Proctor, Kyle Filipowski, Mark Mitchell, all headed back to Duke, Donovan Klingon headed back to UConn, Cleo Ware headed to Indiana. Um, those are just kind of a couple of the biggest, bigger names um, who have kind of garnered draft buzz uh, throughout the season who are big name recruits who some people thought should have gone out this year. Um, 
any of those names surprise you? Thoughts on any of them? Yeah, I mean, I think we got to start with Filipowski as kind of the biggest surprise. Um, I don't know how... A lot of people had different opinions on Filipowski. I feel like me and you were kind of in that same wheelhouse. Um, I thought he should have gone back. I, yeah. I really did. Um, because I, we're going to have some some talks on you know, the upcoming class, some, some previews. That's why you're here. That's why you're listening. But I still think that Filipowski is a guy with another year can get firmly into that lottery. Um, it's always funny this time of the year because we get the rush of guys declaring like the, the notables, the big names, and then in, sprinkled in there's maybe some late first rounders, some second rounders. And we, you know, we keep track. We, we monitor who's, going all in and um, shout out rookie scale like that. If you don't know that website page, it's literally like Christmas morning, this time of the year, you just keep refreshing it every day. See who's jumping in there. But there's always, when you start connecting dots, you're like, what's going on. It's quiet, too quiet. And Filipowski was the one I feel like we've been talking a bunch and in the no ceilings group chat, it was like, what's going on with Filipowski? Like, why is he taking this long? And then, at some point you're like, okay, now I'm going to be surprised if he doesn't go back. So when he said like, okay, I'm going back. I was like, I think it's a great move. I think it's really smart. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do now. Full off season, getting ready for his sophomore year. He's going to be the guy. Um, That team's going to be fun. You know, I I like this Duke team probably a little bit more. I think they're going to have some intriguing depth and, we're going to talk about their backcourt play, but I really, really like their backcourt now. Yeah, and honestly, I really like the move for Proctor as well. Um, yes. there, there were two guys who I had in my 30s. I had Proctor at like 31, 32-ish. Uh, Filipowski more towards the middle to back end of the 30s. Um, but it felt like these are two guys who showed flashes all year. Um, yes, Duke fans, I know Filipowski had a crap ton of double doubles and was super productive and all of that. But the translatable skills, the the shooting consistency, the consistent ball handling, all of that really wasn't quite there to the level that I think it could be. And I think another year um, in a, what is now currently viewed as a weaker draft class could see him probably preseason top 20. And if the shot really does come around it consistently, if the handle does tighten up and get a little more creative and fluid, then I think we're talking about a guy who could go lottery or even top 10. Same thing with Proctor. And I think something we've kind of seen in the last couple of years here is that a lot of these point guards who are kind of fringe first rounders and don't really go top 20, they really kind of struggle to find their footing in the league. And taking that extra year could do wonders for his professional career in the long run it's really hard to break into an NBA roster as a guard. The the change of speed, the change of physicality, the change of size, athleticism, it takes a while to adapt to. And unless you're going to be a top 10 pick and have all of that capital um, and resources invested in your development um, on what is probably a really bad team, it's hard to break into the starting lineup and teams are kind of continuously showing us they're okay cutting bait with these guys sooner rather than later. So if that's where he was kind of getting projected in the 25 to 40 ish range, maybe even later, I think it makes a ton of sense for him to go back to school, find more consistency with the shot, with the scoring and slow down the game and really dominate at Duke 
and the Duke team that now has a lot of really, really interesting pieces. Proctor was probably the one guy, you know, I'm, I'm every day. I'm a sicko. I'm tracking, waiting for every announcement. Um, Gavoni's done a good job. Wojnarowski's done a good job. John Rothstein, shout out. He's been an animal with the, you know, you got to have those notifications on this time of the year. There's two times of the year you got to have notifications on for everybody else. That's the trade deadline and this couple months. Um, and I was waiting for that Proctor one. And I was like, just go back, please. One more year, just go back, you know? Um, because if, if you're not familiar with Tyrese Proctor for, let me catch everybody up. If you're first time listener, we love you stay around, but Proctor reclassified. So he was a young freshman and a young freshman ball handler in college. And he's so fascinating throughout the year. Cause I think there was some really good defensive stuff. The offense just like, kind of had some like okay some growing pains some some highs a lot of lows or you're you're like okay let's balance this out and then he had a move at the end of the year that was one of those sequences that you're just like that wasn't fake or that wasn't a fluke you're just like that was some some work been put in and if Mm -hmm. that is you know like the flashes where it's like okay we got something special here if we can bring this out on a more consistent level then we really could be cooking with something. And I think that's why, like, when I saw he was going back, I was just fist pumped. I was like, yes, like, okay. Because he's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, right, off the top of my head? Um, um, yeah, that sounds right. So he's got size. He's got defensive ability. He's got playmaking ability. He's got offensive upside. This is the guy that I love because it's – you go back, and if he has a big summer, big offseason – I do believe he's going to be in that top 10 conversation next year. And you never know. Um, They're going to have a really, really talented team. They're going to have some Mm. pieces I think are going to, you know, maybe it's not the star power off the top of your head, but I think those pieces are going to mesh really well. I think that backcourt, we're going to talk about Jeremy McCain. I think they're going to mesh perfectly him and Tyrese playing together. So I'm, I'm excited. All right, uh, let's quickly touch on Klingon and Ware. Um, Ware transferring from Oregon to Indiana. Love that move for him. Um, I do too, yeah. Um, I, I think his responsibilities and ability to kind of be utilized by a coach who has coached in the NBA, um, hopefully that'll be good for him. Um, get some more playtime, get a look, you know, just have a better opportunity. Um, and then we talked about it with Klingon a bunch leading up to this, but I love him returning. Go back, return, show that you can have that same production in 30 minutes a game. Playing 10 minutes versus 30 minutes in a game, completely different worlds. I I love how productive he was in the minutes he played. The block rate was absurd. The rebounding, the rim protection, the movement in in, uh, close spaces, all of it really good. I want to see it for 30 minutes because if I'm taking you in the first round, I'm expecting you to play, you know, 20 minutes a game as a backup center minimum. So show me that your conditioning, that your body transformation is real, continue improving your strength and, you know, continue slimming down, continue improving your cardio and show that, that you can be that productive for as the main guy on the title team. I think that'll do wonders for him. Completely agree. We had some very passionate um, discussions in Portland about this exact topic and the funny part is what it was not any, it was not any like hostility we were just all very passionately agreeing um i'm trying to 
not blow my top, but you know, I thought the top 20 talk was psychotic. So looks awesome. I think he's going to be really special. If you're just saying, screw it, we're rolling the dice. Okay. I guess that makes sense, but I, I don't think putting a top 20 pick on a guy who played limited minutes his freshman year. I think that's how you lose a job. Um, and I'm not saying Donovan's not going to be a heck of a player, but I agree with you. It is a different story being a backup big to a really damn good player for UConn. Um, and Sonogo, it's a different story now. You're going to go play heavy minutes. And you can't just come in off the bench. And Corey made a great point when we were talking about it. He's like, Donovan's got that luxury coming off the bench of being like, I can block everything I want because if I get into foul trouble, it's like, well, okay, I'm coming back out. Now you got to maintain foul. You got to worry about that. That's a concern. You got to make sure you stay on the court. You're not going from playing less than 20 minutes a game. Now you're going to be playing heavy minutes. You're going to be running up the court all the game. They're going to attack you and try to get you in foul trouble. So there's a lot of stuff that, yes, he's extremely talented. I really like the tools. He has the versatility and the size to be a special player. We got to see some more. I mean, you know, this is a lot of stuff. has got to be developed still. So um, I'm excited he's going back. I think everyone that went back is making the right decision. Like, I don't, we always say that, like, go back, get better, like improve your game. And um, Hurley even said, I read a report. They're like, they're going to let Donovan shoot threes next year. And I was like, awesome. This is fantastic. Love this. Like, go back, work on your game. Like get yourself. And I think his dad said this, Donovan said, my son needs to get, I'm not quoting word for word, but he's basically like, my son needs to prepare to get himself in the best possible like ability or potential to succeed at the NBA level. And I was like, Eureka, someone gets it. So there you go. There's my vent. And I blew my top, even though I said I wasn't gonna. All right. Well, that I, I think those are kind of the main returners um, yeah. for us to touch on today. Uh, there may be more next week or the week after. Um, but let, let, let's pivot to Hoop Summit. Uh, but first, let's take a quick break. And we're back. All right, Rucker. So last week, me, you, Corey, Albert, sorry, you, Corey, Albert, and I, uh, grammar's fun. Um, we're out in Portland for Nike Hoop Summit. Uh, we Incredible experience. We had access to the practices, met a lot of really cool um, and smart people there, had access to the game, which was an awesome experience, being courtside for warm-ups, and I'm sure everyone saw um, the videos on social of all that kind of stuff. Just a really cool experience um i'm this is gonna be one of the least structured conversations that we've had uh this entire draft cycle um so where do you want to kick it yeah i mean i'll I'll just go off that it was absolutely awesome um you know for everyone listening i got to finally meet metcalf in person it was just hilarious like you were busy last summer when i didn't get to meet you at summer league so finally got to meet metcalf and then of course hanging out with albert Corey was great um so awesome the whole week was just so fantastic how much hoops we watched i feel like my mind was you know mud when i got home i was just like oh gosh that was great you know (laughs) i had to like reboot the batteries to get back to watching more hoops but um yeah everyone bear with us because i think before we get into this it's going to be really important that everyone hear this don't we're gonna have a lot of stuff And it's probably you're going to hear some stuff that was complete opposite of the game. 
Yeah. Um, there was a lot of guys that didn't get a lot of run in the game that I thought were some of the best players throughout the week. And I'm, I'm not alone with that. I think we all agreed with that. We came home one night. We were like, man, they, they were fantastic all week. Why didn't they play more? So there's going to be some stuff. Just bear with us. It, it is going to be a little unorganized. Me and Mick have tried to like get organized it before. <laughs> and we were just like, Hey, it, we kind of just got to just go with it. Just wing it. So let me make have who, who who was your guy? Who just stood out to you the most? Like you, if I had to ask you, you went into that and you left the week like, oh my gosh, this guy impressed me the most. Where where, where way would you go? I need to be better about asking you questions, so <laughs> that's why I'm going to hit you with it. Um, oh boy, and number three in the box score and not in the stat sheet, but number one in my heart, um, Garway Dual. Uh, yeah, Garway. Yeah, Shout out played, Providence. Yeah. He announced today going recommitting to Providence. But yeah, he's, he's talk to be me giving about the Big East hell. Yes. Um only played two minutes in the game. So listeners, when you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this dude didn't play. Um, how could he be, have been your favorite? Um, he dominated in scrimmages and practices leading up to that game. I don't know why he didn't get the get minutes. Um I'm not part of that coaching staff, so not the person to ask for that. But his defense was astounding. Um, and he was a little jumpy on ball, but his ability to recover immediately and then either force a turnover, block a shot from behind, get back rimside and block a pull-up, uh, just completely pick the guy's pocket. His defensive playmaking and point-of-attack defense was giving the opponents absolute nightmares. And even on the other end, he had one of the quickest crossovers I have ever seen. And it really made me question whether or not he was teleporting, um, where he would he just casually walk it up, lull the guy to sleep, and just explode into a, into a, a rapid crossover that left the defender in the dust and effortlessly got into a mid-range pull-up. Um, I, I think the outside shot still needs a lot of work, shocker. Um, but there are so many tools and things to like with this kid. He was one of the most impressive players um, throughout the week. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to try to be better about this. But uh, for everyone that's not familiar, Garway Duall, um, he was on the world team. He was He's originally from South Sudan. Um, he was playing at SoCal Academy, was uncommitted while we were there, just announced today that he's recommitting to Providence, which is just fantastic because I feel like when we were there, we were like, oh, gosh, if he went to Providence or, you know, Big East, we were like, oh, gosh, it would be Yeah, I think the rumors were Providence, Georgetown, because uh, Cooley was the one who originally yes. recruited him, and St. John's. Yes, and we were just like, oh, boy, that's a fun, fun trio. Um he was listed. So I have the wingspans. We had, we, I feel like we got three different pieces of paper throughout yeah. the week. And one of them was like the golden ticket, like shout out Willie Wonka, but Garway was listed at six, four and a half with a wingspan of six, ten and a half. So felt longer, felt longer. It felt <laughs> humongous. Um, he was definitely the guy, the first day I was there, I was like, okay, who's this little little guard? And then the scrimmages throughout the week, I, it did not take long for you to be like, this kid is a problem. Um, so I'm really, really excited. It's just one of those guys, he just kept making plays everywhere. Like it was either a hustle play or defensive play. Um, 
feel like he had a couple of blocks that we were just yep. like, whoa. And, like so pull-ups, uh, yeah, a couple so, chase downs in transition. Just a pest. Yeah. He was everywhere. So I really, really came impressed with him. But that's what I'm trying to say to everyone listening. Like, listen to me and Metcalf because we were shocked watching that Hoop Summit game after the whole week of practices because we were just like, why did these guys not play? They were some of the best guys on the court throughout the whole week. And we were there. Yeah. Um, I think we were the only day we weren't there was Monday. And we, so basically Tuesday to the Friday, we sometimes we're seeing two, three practices a day. It's just crazy. But um, he's, he's a really fun one. Like I joked there. I said, I loved a lot of the guys that were ranked lower compared to the big, mm-hmm. the big boys in the rankings. And, and, we're going to have some thoughts on all of those guys. Like some, some of us were also like, okay, never mind. Like opinion shifted, but um, who else you got? I, I think we got to talk about another point guard that both of us loved. Um, kind of the, the, the biggest celebrity there, Jackson Shellstad. <laughs> it was it awesome. Was, so uh, Shellstad's a, a local kid and going to Oregon. He, when he got announced, that arena absolutely erupted louder than Bronny, louder than Ron Holland, louder than anyone else. When he got announced, that place exploded. When he did anything, that place exploded. Um, similar to Dual, he just showed a poise and a versatility to his game. He was easily the smallest guy out there. I think he was listed at 6'1. That might be generous. Um, but he plays a lot bigger than that. Even in their warm-up drills, he's going hard. He's getting a sweat going. Um, yes, he's small, but he's an awesome athlete where during one of the scrimmages, he got like the game ceiling rebound where he skied over a couple people and pulled it down with one hand. Um, he had a couple dunks in transition. The shot looks good. The passing looks good. He knows how to run an offense. Good defender. Just one of these guys where it's like, okay, yeah, he's a little small, but God damn, does he know how to play basketball? And he was making his impact felt all over the court every time he was out there. My only kind of nitpick with him, he looked kind of scared to finish inside and kicked out of out of a lot of drives. That's going to be something he has to figure out. That's something that the size will always hinder, but he's got to learn how to use kind of those extension finishes and floaters a little more regularly. The shot looks good. The playmaking looks good. Everything else looks good. Just need to need him to kind of figure out that interior finishing and there's not going to be much to uh, dislike about his game. I just realized that I have the wingspans in heights official for just the world team, but I swear I f- saw the U S team somewhere on Twitter. No, I didn't. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll try to find it. I swear someone posted it and I saw it, but maybe that was just the world one. Um, one of my favorite guys of the whole week. That's who I would have picked. Um, I agree with you. He's he he almost tries to hunt the extra pass, which is yeah. a fun problem to have with a a guy like him. It was unbelievable when he got announced. I mean, there was there was grown men. I tweeted about this. There was grown men wearing brawny high school jerseys. I was like, this is a That's little weird. weird. It's a little weird. weird. Um, a little and like. Weird. Just for clarification, if you're wearing like a throwback, like mellow O'Kill jersey, I still think it's a little weird. But no, I'm good it, with that. I'll but be it's fine better. with that. It's it's better than going and watching a high schooler play and wearing their jersey when they're 
17. I don't know. I'm, I'm 33 years old. If you're older than me wearing a high schooler's jersey, <laughs> we got some questions that I don't really know if I want to get answers. So, <laughs> but it was funny because people were going nuts for Bronny and then Jackson got announced and you thought, you might've thought it was Dame Lillard getting announced yeah. in the playoffs in Portland. It was just crazy. So it was awesome. And, and that was a guy just all week. I was like, Damn, this kid can play. I feel you took 10 minutes and you're like, who's this kid? He looks yeah. fantastic. And then we were all just gushing about him on the court. He just plays the right way. Um, Corey had a good quote. I think Jackson's a little undersized, but Corey's like, he's going to be the one guy I'm going to gamble on that's undersized like point guard if he's a one yeah. and done. Just because he played the right way, he was tough. He had a good frame on him too, Metcalf. Like he yeah, no, he's strong. So... um I don't know if he's going to be a one and done. That's what, weirdly could be a guy that just goes there and becomes like just what we talked about with Proctor. Like maybe he shows some flashes his first year and then just sophomore year is just like a, whoa, okay, buckle up. But yeah, I love the way he played the game. Um, I think he's really, really competitive, feisty. And another guy going to the Pac-12. Pac-12 is going to be really fun next year, um, especially if, you know, one of these guys we're going to talk about also throws his nat- name into it. But do you, um, do you want to pivot to him? Yeah, let's just do it. What'd you what'd you think it. about Bronny? What'd you think about Bronny? No, we're gonna promise something to all the listeners right now because I promised I was gonna do this going to Portland. I didn't I said it before, I did not care. Like obviously everyone's just like, Oh, it's Bronny James, it's Bron it's LeBron's kid, it's LeBron's kid. I was like, No, I'm gonna watch Bronny as if he's just any other prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, I was like, I'm probably going to be annoyed by that and want to make my own opinion. Um so what did you think? And then I'll share my thoughts. Um, I was more impressed after the McDonald's all American game. Um, and hard not to be huge. He was like four or six outside shooting. He shot the lights out um, in that game. So really easy to get enamored with that. Uh, The shot was a little more inconsistent all week, I thought. Um, But his athleticism and strength is very real and very functional. Um, He effortlessly gets off the floor, really explosive. um, And... All of that really kind of rears its head a little more on the defensive end where he really competes. He knows how to move his feet. He's a smart defender, um, not intimidated by anyone out there, which is encouraging. So I think the offense still needs some work. The shooting consistency needs to find itself. Um, The passing accuracy, I thought, was a little bit all over the place. Um, good vision and kind of good instincts with the passing, but the location and placement of his passes wasn't really where you want it to be all the time. I really think the defensive end of the floor is going to be his calling card though, because the way he moves his feet, the way he uses his chest, um, he's really physical, really strong, just really fundamentally sound defender. And having that as your baseline of a player is awesome. And especially someone coming or someone with his name and his last name and his dad, that's really hard to do to commit to that end of the floor and to commit to doing that, the dirty work like that, like he does every time he's out there. That's impressive. And I think that kind of speaks a lot to what type of player he is and how he kind of approaches the game. Overall, I was impressed. Um, Came down a little bit after the McDonald's game, but just continued to view him as okay this is a guy who's probably a one and done 
Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. Um, it's going to be tough to kind of put a number on him right now because yeah. I don't ever like to say a class is weak mm-hmm. because we don't know what they're going to look like in five months. We don't know what they're going to look like by the time this next year. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are going to have big off seasons. They're going to thrive with another, you know, with a full year of being in a weight room or gonna, they're going to thrive with college play. And it's a lot of questions. And now we got a lot of returners. So I don't like to be like, Oh, Brownie's going to be a top 10 guy. Cause if I had to say it right now, I would say, I don't think so. Um, and it's not that I don't like him. I really, really, really like what I saw. Um, I just think we got to get a little realistic. I want him to go to USC. Um, this is coming from AD Arizona Wildcats alumni. I want him to go to USC. One, I want to go watch him. Two, I think him playing with Isaiah Collier would be so much fun for that backcourt. And USC is going to have a lot of really fun pieces returning. That's just kind of one of my wishes. Um, that or Ohio State. Um, I guess if he went to Oregon, that'd be fun too. But I think he's got really special defensive stuff. The lateral quickness really impressed me. His footwork really impressed me. He battles to get around screens and it's like the fundamentals. Obviously his dad probably, I would guess this is be a complete guess. I would guess Braun probably told him be a good, be an elite defender. They're going to find a place for you, which is what everyone should always think. Like if you can play elite defense and do the small stuff, they're going to find a spot for you. But he also had a couple, they scrimmaged the Portland generals. The world team did too. And there's a guy on that team. I want to talk about when we're done with this. Yeah. We'll get to Um, But he had a couple breakaway dunks and I was like, that looked just like a six foot three version of his dad. Like it was the exact same Tomahawk. Like, so he's got the pop, he's got the frame. Um, I'm like you, I thought the shot, from the McDonald's game to this, I feel like it was just kind of like, okay. Like he made some, he'd flash a couple times and yeah. I'd be like, eh, all right. And like a great defensive play. And then I'd be like, okay, what else? And um, I still think it, the passing. It's, it's way more, it's way smoother and way more consistent off the catch than off the dribble. Yes. And by like a w- wide margin. Sorry. And I, I still think the passing has got to get cleaned up a little bit. I feel like he maybe you know, tries to force it but when there's not, you just slow down, but it's fine. Um, and, and that game, you watch that first quarter of the hoop summit game and you're like, Oh my gosh, she looks fantastic. And then I think I looked up and I even turned to you at the third or something. I was like, has he not scored since the first quarter? So I don't know. It, it's just one of those, like, I think could be a really, really good combo guard long-term. Um, yeah. I don't think this is a star you know, like a potential superstar in the backcourt. A lot of stuff would have to start cooking. And I'm talking about like, he'd have to be like a lethal three-point shooter. He'd have to start creating some versatility, but he looks like a guy that's going to figure out a way to play a really long time at the next level. And that's what it's all about. Like we don't need to project these guys and say, if you play 10 years in the NBA, it's a hell of a career. Like, it's sorry that we're not gonna be like, oh, Bronny's going to be a Hall of Famer. It's just like, okay, I think he's got a a path to carve out a really good role 
as a yeah. professional basketball player. And that's what I saw. And I was like, okay, there's something here. There, and it was the defense that I just was like, I was foaming at the mouth with that. If that makes sense. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I think that kind of projection, obviously uh, as of now, uh, that could change yes. drastically in the next six months, next 18 months, next couple of years. But that was kind of the impression I came away with a lot of these guys where there isn't that superstar in this group. There isn't that franchise cornerstone necessarily, but there are a lot of guys who could kind of be really, really high end role players. Um, and I mean that as the utmost compliment because role players win championships. Um, so who, who do you want to pivot to? Um, let's talk about Ron Holland. Okay. Can't get him off my mind. Um, he said the same thing about you. Yeah. Good guy. Hook him, I guess. Um, I, there's just going to be a lot of names. I feel like we're going to go back and forth crazy. So what did you, what did you think? I'm trying to, I'm trying to process all this thoughts. Um, he, he's a gamer. Um, yeah. I, I love the defense. I love the competitiveness. Um, it, he kind of just feels like a natural leader out like when he's on the court. Um, he could not have cared less about those practices though. Um, he, we don't mean that in a bad way. It's not, no. a, it's not a slight to Ron, but you could just see, like, I was like, everyone talks about how hard of a worker he is. There looks like there's another gear. Like and, one of the burners is, isn't the, on. The, this is their second week after the yes. McDonald stuff too. So maybe fatigue was a factor. Maybe it's just like, all right, whatever. We're out here again. Um, but when they rolled the balls out, he played and yes. he played hard. I think the shot, still needs a ton of work, but I think it's very slowly headed in the right direction. Um, the open court athleticism is absurd. The defense is awesome. Competitiveness, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I think we all kind of mentioned it at one point during the practices of like, he he's not really impressing out there. Um, and then once they start scrimmages and the game is like, Oh, okay, here's Ron. Uh, he, he decided to show up. So it, it was just a really weird kind of eval, I guess you could say, with him. Um, just because it was it was two completely different players based on the more structured practices compared to the scrimmages and games. Yeah, and you'd rather have it that way. But it was just it was wild watching the whole week because I just kept waiting. I was like, okay, when's Ron going to turn it on? Like it just, um, you know, I it just didn't look like. I, I really do feel like there was just, I was like, he needs another fire lit under his ass. Like, and I'm, I'm not trying to sound like a play harder guy. It was just one of those. I was like, this doesn't look like the same guy. I just watched at McDonald's. Yeah. And then they scrimmaged one day and I was like, okay, Ron woke up. And I was just like, all right, like it's impressive. He's flying everywhere. Then they had another scrimmage and that one, he looked fantastic. The shot looked more smooth. And I just think we all turn to each other. He's like, okay, he's a gamer. Like he's not, he's not going to be, you know, with racehorses, it's like, okay, looks looks good in the paddock, but can't get out of the gate. It's like Ron's the opposite. He didn't look good in the paddock, but he was better than anybody else. And I think he's going to be fun. Um, I wasn't – early in the week, I was like, oh, boy, the shot really needs work. And then he had one day where it looked way better, and I was like, okay, what happened? Like, did he just sleep on the right side of the bed last night? Like – so I don't know. It's going to be something to watch, but it, it's really key if he unlocks that because yeah, there's some, there's some fun stuff, but 
I felt leaving there like, okay, I don't really know where I'm at with Ron. Um, going into that after watching McDonald's, I was like, man, I'm excited to watch Ron Holland this week. And then I left that and I was like, huh, I don't know where I'm at with your upside. Yeah. And I thought he was potentially going to, like we said it on the McDonald's pod. We were like, okay, this was the alpha. And at that week, I was like, I don't, I'm not seeing that. There were some other guys that I thought were given some alpha mentality. So I don't know. Do you want to talk about them? Yeah, of course. Metcalf, I want to talk about basketball with you all the time. I I can't hold it in anymore. I got to talk about, I got to talk about my boy. Oh God, he's perfect. Omaha. (laughs) I was jaw dropped in love with watching Omaha at practice. And this is what I, we were trying to hint at earlier for everyone. You you looked at that box score and you're probably like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Omaha played six minutes. He didn't score. He took one shot. Like, wh- what are you guys talking about? I'm not alone with this one. Um, I think every night we went around the room and we the four of us were like, who'd you like? Who'd you, what are you thinking? And every night it's the same thing. Like, gosh, I love Omaha. Gosh, I love Omaha. I joked and called it the Kevin Garnett factor. I mean, in five minutes, he was pouring sweat. And it wasn't just like, oh, he's a sweaty guy. He was literally working his ass off on every drill. And like Corey spot pointed out once, he's like, he's the attention to detail is unbelievable. He's like moving to make that extra angle with the cut. He's everything's consistent. When he messed up once, he was like, oh, dang it. And then he like went back and redid it. I was just like, oh my gosh, this guy is a workhorse. Yeah, he brought it every day, like every practice. It was just consistent, high motor, and um, he's a load. Big boy, massive. Um, I think there's some wing potential, but he was guarding the bigs all week. I don't know. There's just a lot of tools developing where I was like, this could be a problem. Um, And then who do they just get? They just got a transfer that I was really pumped. That's going to go play with. Oh, I'll look at. No. Um, Rucker, more coffee. <laughs> uh, no, but I, he he was one of the hardest, if not the hardest working guy all week. Like you said, just dripping with sweat five minutes into practice, just doing the warm up, like ball handling stuff, where he was really focused on it. He was really keen on improving it and making sure that when the coaches came by and, you know, hit his elbow or something, that he kept control of the ball. And then every time they had a water break, he was always the first one back out on the court and he was practicing form shooting stuff or free throws or him and Justin Edwards would go down on the low block and play one-on-one. It was really refreshing because not all of the U.S. team was super locked in like that the entire time. And he was clearly there to make a statement, to get better and to work. And that's what he did all week. I really wish he would have played more in the game uh, because I, you know, again, just looking at the, this box score, six minutes, whoop de do, And we're over here gushing over him, but what he did in every one of those practices was awesome. And it wasn't just physical stuff either. It was cerebral where he's correcting teammates on set plays and moving them around. And they're like, wait, where aren't I supposed to be over here? And he's like, no, you're over here. And then you do this and then that while this guy does this and then that he understands the game. He want he, it seems like he wants to be better and to be great. And I buy the shot. I buy the tools. Oh man. I'm very excited for him next year. Keyshawn Gilbert. 
from UNLV, yes. who I absolutely love, is going to Iowa State. And I was like, oh, boy, that's the guy to go. I was like, that's a fun duo. Um, for everyone that just heard what Metcalf said, it was so important. I got to reiterate it. it. It wasn't – these guys had a, a whole week of practices with pretty much every single decision maker in the NBA was in that gym um, all week. And some guys understood the, you know, magnitude of the situation. Some other guys did not. And it was very obvious. And Omaha's wasn't like, there was guys also that I think knew what like was going on and knew what they should be doing. Omaha's, it just looked like a guy that was just obsessed with his craft. It it felt loving. Yeah. It felt like he loved basketball and it felt like he wanted to keep working. And from watching him in every drill, I was like, this isn't fake. He understands that if he keeps working his butt off, that's the way he's going to get better in a hurry. And I just left that week like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, I was like, I, to hell with wherever he's ranked in high school. I was like, this is, a, this is a guy. Like, this is someone who's going to run through a wall if you tell him to. He's going to figure out a way to do it. And it's just so fascinating with that game because if you watch that game, you're going to be like, what? And then you watched him in practice. He was just he was just kicking people's ass. Like, it was just one of those, like, out-muscling, out-working, doing everything. Um, and, and, I mean, he has stuff he needs to work. Like, the outside shot looks promising. It's got to get rolling. But it looked great for what I watched him play. He basically was playing center all week. Yeah. And then when I watched him on the perimeter, I was like, whoa, there's stuff here. So I love this game. I absolutely love it. That was probably, you know, I would say that's the one guy, if I had to bet on after that week, I would bet on Omaha Blue. Yeah. Um, You pick. You're up, sir. The board is yours. Should we just stick with Team USA here and just kind of round it out? Yeah, let's just rattle them off, and then we'll get get international. Um, Jared McCain, I think. Stud. Just awesome. Awesome um, stud. We don't have to go too deep into some of these guys because I absolutely love Jeremy Kane. Just play so, the game. So the coming right into the well, just coming into this week, he was a guy where I thought he was just gonna be kind of like a spot up shooter. It's like, oh okay, sh- shooters on the wing. Um, keep track of them. And he just continuously showed more and more and more on ball creation stuff that was really, really exciting. Um I don't necessarily think he's going to be a point guard down the road, but having that ability to be more of a combo guard, to play point guard minutes if needed, to be that second side creator, that's going to be super crucial for him. Um, Not just next year, but way down the line. I think the fit with him and Tyrese Proctor at Duke next year is going to be awesome. Uh, A lot of the, I, I, when they were doing their kind of three on three um, pick and roll rotation uh, drill, he was the biggest standout there because he was dictating everything. He was finding cutters, finding the roll man, manipulating defenders, getting to a spot. I, I, I think there's some real, like legitimate top 15, top 10 upside with him um, in next year's draft. And there was very, very little about his game and his approach to the game. Um, that I didn't like. I mean, you talk to people in the gym and it was the first name that a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. McCain looks nice. Like, it's just one of those, I could see him 
being desired by the NBA despite his production. Like I could see them just being like, McCain knows how to play the game the right way. Yeah. We don't care if he's not averaging 18 a game. Like he's just looks like a guy that's going to be really dang good. I love the way he played. And every time you just were impressed with him, you're like, he's going to go play with Proctor, like him and Proctor next year. Like they're, they, I really do think they have the, the basketball IQ, the awareness to do some damage together um, this year. So one of those just, I feel like you quickly checked off your list. You're just like, yeah, gamer can play. He's also kicking ass in practice. I just really liked a lot of his stuff. I'm one of the guys I'm the most excited about to watch next year, because I think he's just going to be a joy to watch. His film's going to be very fun. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Uh, Justin Edwards. I think all of us really liked him. Um, He's going to fall victim to that number one overall recruit. Yeah. Label. Um, If he didn't, if he had eight, even next to his name, I think, um, it'd be even more exciting, which is just a testament to how dumb rankings can be. Um, just a really well-rounded player. I, I, I he doesn't nece- he didn't necessarily shock me with anything that he did, but everything he did, I came away like, oh, that was nice. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I, I thought the biggest standout of his was his off-ball defense and his yes. ability to make rotations and just kind of read what the ball handler was going to do. Um, he made some incredible off-ball steals that were like very legitimate well-timed rotations covering a lot of ground i feel like that scrimmage that one scrimmage i think you're talking about we me and you even looked at each other like gosh what a read like it was just beautiful so he i hated that he's the number one recruit because i as metcalf just brilliantly put i was like gosh if he was like lower i would have been buying all stock but now that he's up there it's like I'm more excited. His his shot's pretty. I think the shot's got yeah. the ability to be a real weapon from outside. He's got he like teased some off the dribble stuff, but I feel like it was brilliant for him driving and kicking. Like he created for the next pass, like with his drives, which I was like, that's smart player. That scouts were watching that. They were taking notice. And I think the defense is really intriguing i left that i left the watching the mcdonald's game and i watched this whole week of practice at hoop summit and i left i said edwards has some stuff defensively like there is something there so um really excited to see what he does at kentucky i think you know calipari knows how to get guys ready for the pros so i'm happy he's going there um and then i thought the kind of only other big standout was isaiah collier Point guard headed to USC. Um, I think I'm a little higher on him than the rest of the crew. Um, I warmed hit, up. I warmed hit, up. Go ahead. Just he's not. It, it's tough because he's not a vertically explosive athlete yeah. necessarily. But his first step is like he shot out of a cannon, and then he's built like a linebacker. Um, and when he gets downhill, it's not just about finishing at the rim. He is so good at creating out of drives for others and finding those kickout passes or dump offs to cutters. That's what really stood out to me because after the McDonald's game, um, I was a little concerned that it was mostly just, okay, I can get to the rim whenever I want because I'm bigger, stronger and faster than the rest of these high schoolers. And I'm just finishing with dunks and layups every time. But he showed a really, really high level of understanding of and floor awareness um, of where guys on his team were, how to get them the ball, and how to get it to them quickly and accurately so they were shot ready. And 
you know, defenses couldn't rotate or scramble back to him. So I'm encouraged. Shot obviously needs to come along, but what he showed as a playmaker, I really liked. He's going to put up big numbers at, at USC, yeah. or he's at least going to just be an absolute nightmare to defend if you're smaller than him because he knows how to use his strength. He's built like an ox for a point guard. Um, he was weird with what all of us. I feel like we were all like, I don't, you know, and this isn't in a bad way, but we're like, whose job is he stealing as a starter right now at the NBA level? And it wasn't slander. We were just like, is this a good point guard in a weaker class? Like, and that's what we were debating. And um, as the week went on, that conversation, I feel like dwindled into mm-hmm. into the wind. We were like, okay, there's something here. And, and the first step was terrifying. It was like, whoa, he really did shoot out of a cannon. And you pair that with his desire to take on contact and finish with aggression. Um, you don't see that a lot with point guards at this age. Like he's willing to, I feel like he's willing to go up and just be like, if I fall on my back, I fall on my back. Like he's just like, okay, I'm going to be fine. And yeah, um, he overpowers people. He's smart. He's also just so quick with hitting the turbos. So it's just one of those things where I don't know how I feel about the shot still. If that comes around, I hate it. I hate saying yep. it, but if it does come around, it, I mean, then you're really cooking with something, but you can put up big numbers. You look great. Um, all right. Just kind of rapid fire rapid through the fire rest it. of the team Let's here. Um, Jacoby Walter headed to Baylor. Solid. Really like his tools. Good athlete. Um, I think he could be a guy that like as a sophomore could really break out. Um, Sean Stewart, I thought kind of had a rough week. Um, Eric Daly showed some stuff is more so flashes rather than consistency. I'm still not sure what to think of him as a player, but as a more towards the end of the week, there was some stuff that was like, Oh, okay. Where did that come from? And why wasn't it there on Tuesday and Wednesday? And why is it just showing up here on Friday, Eric? Um, A little more consistency here, please. Uh, Blake Buchanan headed to Virginia, strong athletic, not a whole lot else there that he kind of showed. Um, and then Cody Williams, I really like the tools, really smart player. Raw. Needs Raw. needs time. And that is perfectly okay. Um Cody was raw when he flashed. It was very, very exciting. It yeah. got the whole gym kind of looking around when he flashed, but very raw. Um really, like little... really impressive with this passing, I thought too. Yeah, and, and I feel like he was a little stiff, but it also it just looks like a kid that's figuring out his body still. Like I, yeah. I also feel like he was a little robotic, like trying to be perfect with his stuff in practices. Do you he, know what I'm trying to say? He looked shy. Yeah, he 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 looked a little like I don't know, like and you know, going from a small pond to an ocean for the first time. It just looked like whoa, okay, like yeah. but um. Jacoby looked fine. I was intrigued. I'm very excited for him at Baylor. Don't know if he's a one and done, but I actually am excited about long term. Mm-hmm. We're going to have more on his teammate. I think that's why I'm the most excited. Yeah. Um, Daly was so weird because the whole week I was like, uh, is he a big? Is he like an undersized big? And then one of the practice that you're talking about, he just started hitting like threes and looked fantastic. And I was like, whoa, Eric. Yeah, and just had a gorgeous uh, bounce pass through yes. traffic to a backdoor cutter that we're all like, where did that come from? So that's where you're like, okay, like you got to make note and be like, okay, I need to come back and f- focus on this. Maybe the confidence started to click. 
Stewart just had a rough week. Um, I don't know. I think he's gonna be a good role player. It's he just had a he hit a rough week. Um, Buchanan, like you said, athletic. Feel like it's gonna be the classic guy that goes to Virginia and his third year all of a sudden is like becoming a confidence machine and plays really consistent. Um, who else do I want to touch on? Because we have one name that I need to talk to you about and let the people hear oh, my thoughts. I skipped um, over. Oh my god! I yeah, well, you saved, you saved the the heater for last, and then we'll do the world. It, this is a long episode, but people that are here are gonna be here for the the heavy stuff. Um, let's talk about him, DJ, Dewan Wagner Jr. Um, really struggling with this one. Um, hope I'm wrong, but I, I waited all week. I kept waiting for some stuff to happen. I just, I, I'm, I do not see it. Um, it just, there's just a lot of stuff that I'm like, I don't, I don't see this. I don't see this. And everyone wants to come at me. Like I'll be, this is a clear one right now that I'm like, I hope I'm wrong. I will gladly be wrong, but I've watched him at Nike. Um, I mean, I watched him at the McDonald's the first half. I was like, I don't see it. He ended up having a great game. Um, I watched him the whole week of practice. I was just like, I just don't see this. So am I crazy? No. And I, I think out of the group, I was the highest on him and it's still nowhere near as high as I should be based on his recruiting ranking. Um, what concerned you the most? Like where, where, where do you think I'm struggling? Is it the finishing? It's, it it's, the it's, it's the all around scoring. Um, the, the shot still is not where it needs to be. The finishing all week was super inconsistent. Um, I really liked his ball handling. I thought kind of similar to what we were talking about with Dual and his ability to kind of explode out of that first move. I thought he showed some a, a pretty quick first step and some shiftiness on ball ability to kind of get to his spots. But then once he got there, the ability to kind of finish through contact to have that consistent, reliable jumper, it it just wasn't there. And then I thought he was kind of a... I thought he was a willing passer on the perimeter where he was swinging it and they were trying to keep the ball moving. But when he was attacking downhill and that's when he could, wasn't really creating for others. So I'm just not sure what he is on offense, but I did think there were a couple flashes here and there where it's like, Oh, okay. That's really exciting. But who do you want to be? Do you want to be this Aiden Holloway esque scoring guard that's out there just getting buckets all the time or do you want to be you know more of a brownie james combo guard who's out there doing the little things and i thought we saw kind of flashes of both of them but never a consistent direction or kind of sense of self of what he wanted to be and how he could kind of help the team or his group um succeed while they were out on the court the i thought collier looked light years better um and it's because they both can get somewhere in a hurry like collier has crazy burst um to get out of the gates but they both can use their you know short space quickness to get somewhere my problem with dewan is every time he drove 
it's just tunnel vision. Um, and I feel like you saw a lot of times where it was like that kick is right there. And he, he was just determined to yeah. go to try to finish. And the difference is with Collier, he's going into you to create his advantage and he knows how to use his body. Juan could learn that, but I also don't think the explosiveness vertically, like, and we're saying Collier isn't an elite one, but I think Juan's less than that. And he still is trying to figure out how to kind of, it's almost like he's getting 90% into like, oh, I'm going to finish with contact and then fails. It, it's kind of what we talked about with Turquavion's at rim finishing last yes. year, yes. where he was so egregiously contorting his body to avoid contact and avoid getting hit that he was making the shot a thousand times harder than it needed to be. Whereas if he just would have lowered his shoulder and gone into the defender, he's probably going to the line. Yeah. And it, I guess that's the point I'm at where it was all week. Like, okay, it felt like the moment he got, like he used his handles to get by someone. And then he just had no idea where he wanted to finish or what he wanted to do. So then it just constantly turned into him trying to finish awkwardly in traffic. And it was like, where are we going? Like, so I don't know. Maybe it's something there are just things are fast right now. And maybe they're going to slow down. And he's going to the right place. Calipari has some had some pretty good guards in his backcourt over the years. So I think he's going to learn some stuff. But when you have that reputation of being a guy towards the top, I was just like, whoa, I am trying, bud. But um, one of those I will revisit gladly throughout the year with Kentucky. I, I mean, I'm I'm going to be fascinated to scout him throughout the whole entire season because I'm going to be like, am I, am I, did I see something or am I crazy? And then I'll, you know, get a straight jacket on me. Um, okay. Anything else or you want to go world? Yeah, let, let's go world. Um, we already don't rush it, Metcalf. It's fine. People here know that we're here to give them the goods. No, I know. We're okay. I know. And, and then shout we're, out Draft we're, Deeper. We're still of ahead of pace for Draft <laughs> Deeper. Um, we already touched on Dual. So who do you want to kind of go to next? Let me pull up my roster. Um, uh, Mackenzie. Let's talk about Mbako, the man that decommitted from. Duke, shout out Filipowski. We're not saying that's connected. Don't quote us. Um, what'd you think? I feel like um, I was intrigued, excited after seeing him the first day. And then Corey was cooler on him. And then you got there and you were excited. So this is this is why we need it. But it was also Corey's concerns were also like, I had those two, but I was just more like, I think I'm going to buy into him. And Corey's like, oh, this is going to be a frustrating one. Yeah, and at the I, end of the week, think, we were all like, this is going to be a frustrating <laughs> I, I think Corey had seen a little more of him coming into this into that week um, than I had. Um, so I, I came in pretty raw. And when I saw him take his first couple jumpers, I was like, oh, my God. Yes, please. Um, Beautiful shot. Gorgeous Beautiful shot. shot. Um, and then they played. And it was like, what are you doing? Um, the, the biggest frustration was – in one of their just kind of first like inner squad scrimmages, um, first play, he's in the or he's kind of relocating to the corner, jab steps, cuts back door, um, and finishes with a layup. It was a play that they were kind of working on in warm ups and just shooting drills. So I was like, oh, 
That's awesome. You immediately took that and used it right away and got a bucket. That's awesome. And then they went down on defense and he immediately got blown by and gave up a layup. Um, he showed zero resistance. It was very frustrating. So I, th- I think Corey said it best that the tools are absolutely incredible. But he's going to frustrate the hell out of you. So I'm fascinated to see where he goes. I think there is scary um, scoring upside with him, especially if he kind of figures out a little more in the playmaking realm. Um, But there's still kind of quite a ways to go um, in terms of the defense and ability to make an impact um, away from scoring. He measured at six eight and a half with a ten six ten wingspan. Um, That's awesome. Two hundred fifteen pounds. Um, the first practice, um, I I was there alone. Corey got in at like literally midnight or twelve thirty that night. We both had screaming babies on our flight, so that was fun. Um, different flights. Um, what are the odds? And I watched him. And he barely played McDonald's. And I was like, this is one of the top guys he's going to Duke. Like, I didn't even notice him out there. But I watched him and I was like, okay, this is really intriguing. Like, okay, you got my attention. And it's the shot. He did a drill where he's struggling a little bit. And uh, Corey had a great phrase. It was like the follow through was a snake bite. Like, he just jabbed back and he started holding it. And every time he held it, it was like, swish, swish, swish. So he's clearly probably like in his head of like, okay, like my coach tells me to hold it. Like, so it was just like, that's pretty. It's very, and then they scrimmaged. And um, he had some plays where I was like, my goodness, like that was very effortless. Just how smooth, like off the dribble, little counter, pull up jumper. I was like, man, that's nice. Then he had like two lapses and I was like, Oh boy, here we go. And feel like the whole week, the highs were met with a negative and you're just like, where are we? Come on, pick a side. Um, and, and every time the high, the the highs were very fun. The highs were very exciting. Yeah. And the the game was one of those highs. he He played really well. The ingredients are there. But it's now you got to find out, you're going to find out what that kid's got. This is the intangibles. This is the intel. This is where that stuff sways everything. Because if he's a worker, if he's going to be in the gym, he's going to take coaching. If he's going to, you know, do everything possible to improve and put in the time, he's got all the talent. I mean, there is legit smoothness with that offensive upside. It's just the rest of the stuff needs to be you know, that energy needs to be going on high. I feel like sometimes it was just like ball watching, coasting, and it's a young kid. Let's give him some slack right now, you know. But decommitting from Duke, I was like, oh, boy, here we go. So I'm going to be really interested to see where he goes because he does have talent. Sort of wish he would go to the Ignite, but I doubt he's going to do that. I would love that for him. I would <laughs> love that. He's the guy that would do some scary stuff with an Ignite year, but we'll see. Um. Let's go to Andre Stoyakovich. Let's um, do it. Another just really weird eval. Um, really weird one. When he made his jumpers, um, it was the pre- prettiest shot that you've ever seen. Yes. Um, but when he missed, it was rough. And 
it's funny it, that's our favorite phrase it looks good <laughs> when it goes in <laughs> um but i is weird thing with the shot because I we were all like, oh, is he releasing it from the left side of his face? And he he was where he's coming across his face like that, and he's a righty, so not ideal, but is consistent. I don't trust his ability to kind of get into that off of movement or off the bounce consistently. Um, he was originally listed at six eight when we got our sheets, and I believe he shrunk by two or three inches yeah, by the end was, of the week. The official one was six six with a six okay. nine wingspan. So that I was like, sense. wow, yeah, that sounds better. <laughs> six eight, we were like, no way. And then yeah. we got that and we we're like, okay, that makes sense. Um I I, I I liked his tools. Uh, I think he's gonna be raw next year. He's I think he's a multi-year guy in college, which is completely fine. Um, I liked how he competed in drills and on defense. I thought he had really good work ethic. Um, kind of good defensive fundamentals too. Um, what were your thoughts? Same. Um, good stuff. There's some good stuff. Um, it's just, I don't think it's going to all come together in one year. Probably as a sophomore breakout guy. And when he breaks out, it's going to be fun because, um, it's kind of the Lonzo ball with his shot. Um, it's not as absurd like, or it's not as exaggerated. I'm saying UCLA, Lonzo, not like now Lonzo, but um, gosh, please get healthy Lonzo. I want you back <laughs> on the court. Sorry. Sorry, Bulls fans. Sorry, Corey. Um, I don't know. It's weird. And I feel like someone commented on one of our social media things. They're like, shoes just like his dad. And I was like, what? I don't remember Peja doing that. I feel like Peja had a gorgeous stroke. So I don't know. It, it might be just the upper body needs to come along. I feel like one of the practices he was talking to the coach and he was in his head about it. So I was even like, okay, maybe you're trying to work on this. Like he looks like he plays hard. He looks like he mm-hmm. know he's a student of the game. Like he p- makes some really nice plays. Yeah. Um, I just think it's get him, get him reps, get him experience. And he's going to Stanford. He's probably going to play plenty. Um, who do you want to go to next? Um, let's talk about your boy from Baylor. Oh, Miro? The Finland. The the Finland monster. Um, loved him. Absolutely loved him. Go ahead, Metcalf, take over. This is your guy. Um. All of our guys, because (laughs) you were obsessed, and I think we all are too, but go ahead. I, it, it wouldn't shock me if he was like a coach's kid. Um, I know nothing about his background, apologies, but he, he just kind of approached the game that way where he was kind of how we talked about Omaha, just going all out in drills and working his ass off. Miro Little was doing the same thing and really competitive defender, smart passer. The shot looked good. Um, still needs consistency, obviously. Um, always the loudest person in the gym where you could hear him, whether he was next to you or on the other side of the court. And it wasn't necessarily obnoxious or um, performative talking either. It was stuff where it's like, oh, okay, like you do this all the time where you're talking guys through the play, where you're communicating during live play, uh, you're cheering guys on during sprints, you're doing all that kind of stuff. He, he just stood out as kind of just like a natural leader and a natural point guard. And I know that sounds tacky and cliche, but it's real. Um, I, I think he's going to be, I think him and Jacoby Walter, um, they're going to be, it's going to be a big learning curve for them next year at Baylor. But I think their sophomore season, they could be 
scary good. I really love that pairing long-term. Um, Little struggled a little more during the scrimmages and game than he did during practice and like the drills and stuff. But I think in time, that's really going to be something that obviously, well, at least hopefully, figures figures itself out uh, because I, I just really loved so much of how he approached the game. Was listed at six three and a half with a six seven and a half wingspan. Love to see that. One hundred ninety four pounds. He he's looked built bigger than yeah. one ninety four. He he looked like in great shape. I I think he's gonna be really fun. Um, thought the shot looked smooth. Thought he he looked bigger than six three and a half. I thought yeah. he was like six five and um really I'm they didn't. They weren't the best guys at practice all week, but I feel like the idea of him and Jacoby Walter, I was like, oh gosh. And Little yeah. was a joy throughout that whole week of practice. Like he had some moments where you're like, man, this dude can play. And I love the energy he brought. He just looked like a guy that was like, man, love that he's going to Baylor. Like I just, it just checking it off. I was like, that's, that's sweet. Um, I don't know. I, I just really liked his game. And um, I, I, the more you watched him, the more you were like, this kid can play. This guy's going to figure it out. This is going to be nice, nice piece. Maybe one day gets the end of the lottery and you're like, man, that's a steal. Like, that's a good pick. You know, just, just one of those guys that you're like, he might not get all the attention, but he can flat out play. So I love what I saw from him. Should we talk about the guy who could potentially be the number one overall pick? Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> um, you know, we made people wait almost over an hour for it. Go ahead, Metcalf. Start it off. Oh, well, it, well are, are you running from the pronunciation? You know I am. <laughs> Tradition unlike any other. Zachary, well, I, I need the – my favorite person the whole week was the PA announcer at the at the <laughs> didn't say it game. the same way once. He, he said it 500 times, and he said it different every time. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I need to do that. And it's like, well, I said it right once, but <laughs> Zachary right. Rishasher – Risha Shea, I believe. Oh, you I, I believe can't they give uh... me the accent <laughs> crap. We didn't hear that all week. Okay. Um, you start. Uh, he looked huge. He's humongous. We, we were talking like he might be a seven footer. Um, Let's see what we had him listed at. I we had him listed. Six, nine? He was listed six, nine and a half with a six, ten and a half wingspan. He felt bigger. Felt bigger. Um, um, go ahead. He, one of the guys that the more the week went on, I was like, oh boy, here we go. Like, I see it. I, I see it. It's, um, I joke, I, I kind of was serious when I said this all week. I said, he's going to get the unfair advantage of being compared to Victor because he's the international guy next year. Um, no, I'm not going to talk about Buzelis. I don't count that. Um, I, I'm not Bezos. I know he's with the G League, but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, I, I, the more the week went on, the more I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in, I'm, I, I got it. Early on, I was like, oh, I don't know. I was just like, this looks raw, and I kind of was like, oh boy, I wish he would go do what Victor just did and just go play somewhere like 30 minutes a game all year because I don't know if. With Asvel, if he's going to be getting that minutes, I know, you know, that's why Victor was with them and left. Um, 
I don't know. I, I, but there was flashes all week, Metcalf, and I was like, man, he's big. And then he'd have some handles. He'd have a nice sequence, have some lapses where I was like, there's the rawness. There's the need to play more experience. I think the biggest thing you said, which was spot on all week, was he just looked kind of shy, like out of place, kind of like struggling to get comfortable with everything, which is fine. But it it was just one of those like, you, you got to. This is going to be your life, hopefully. Like, so I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, and he he kind of looked like a fish out of water those first couple days. And he's one of the few guys of this world team who is legitimately from a completely different country who didn't play any high school ball over here, who has had, you know, I very limited exposure to a lot of these guys. Um, you know, I, I don't know necessarily know how good his English is, but at times it felt like there was a language barrier. Um, he was a little more timid, during the structured parts of practice, but then kind of similar to Holland that once they rolled the balls out there, it's like, Oh, here's Zach. Here he is. Here's that guy who's just kind of taken over and that fire kind of ignites. Um, the ball handling is a little loose. It needs some work. Uh, he struggled in some of the kind of ball handling drills they were doing. The shot I think is still a work in progress. Um, he made some incredible passing reads. I think the defense was exceptional all week. Um, still needs to get stronger, but just going back to last summer when we did that FIBA U17 recap, he looks so much bigger in just these last eight months. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, you're skinny, but it looks like you've grown about five inches since then. So that kind of makes sense. Um, I, I, I really think that he, if he's in for, or if he has a solid year that he'll probably, probably be a top five pick. And if that shot is just consistent, um, it doesn't have to be awesome, but if it's just consistent and that ball handling tightens up a little bit, it's like, okay, this is a guy where, you know, I, I hate to throw labels on it, but it wouldn't shock me if he grows into like a, what Lori marketing kind of currently is with the jazz. I don't think that's that outlandish of an outcome for him. No, I mean, there was, there was rawness everywhere, but there was also flashes everywhere with that size that you're like, my goodness, like there was, there was some Euro step throughs. Like there was some transition footwork. There was some gorgeous playmaking. There was some really strong defensive stuff. Like the, him bringing up the ball. Um, I feel like the first day I got there and I watched him shoot, I was like, oh boy, does he have like an annoying hitch at the top of his shot from three? And then he got to the free throw line and it was like gone and beautiful. So I was like, okay, is that just like you need reps? Um, and throughout the week, I thought it it got better. So I, I, this is where you get to the point of like, okay, you're chasing potential. Um, and that's why it's like, I, I think that potential can get unlocked in a hurry in one year if you get reps. And I mean, you call it a hot take, but I, if I right now was in the picking in the top five for 24, I would be taking him because of what he yeah. could become. Um, I, you know, it took me longer throughout the week to warm up to that because I'd seen everybody else in limited samples that was considered up there and Zachary we've been saying since FIBA play like he was the guy that was going to get that 
buzz and watching him on the court, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be buying that um, because of the size and some of the stuff he showcased. If that all gets tuned up, it's going to be really fun when it comes together. I need him to look a little bit more like he's going to not just some swagger. And I'm sorry for the bad language, but he needs to become an asshole on the court. And I feel like that's what's missing with his game. When the game, when the game started, you could see that he was like, let's roll, let's go. Yeah. But he also has still that little timid, like, okay. Uh, and I'm like, just go and hoop. And, and I think when everything starts cooking together, like coming together, then he might get to that. But at some point you got to be like, okay, I'm alpha here. I, I am the guy. And I think that's the one part missing in his game. Um, but at, in terms of potential, I was like, my goodness. And it was funny when we, when we were standing next to him, I was like, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, and the last thing I wanted to say was, He's he has, you know, put on some weight in the upper body. I thought his lower body was fantastic. He has yeah. tree trunks for legs, which is really good base. And you could see that with some of his balance and footwork. So there's a lot of good stuff there developing where it's like that's when you're really excited to keep an eye on throughout the year, especially international guys. Um, yeah, well, where do you want to hop to next? Um, I'm sure there's gonna be some diehard Aiden Holloway fans. You want to talk about that quick or what um yeah i don't so mean I, that in a bad way i'm just you know trying to be i'm just trying to say like we got to give everyone their little time Go ahead. yeah i mean i i thought i think i was the highest of him or on him of the the crew um you guys were really skeptical about the 6-2 um it wouldn't surprise me if he came in, in there like 6-1 but the more i watched the kind of less skeptical of that I became. Maybe it was just the hair that really kind of started doing a number on me um, and convincing me. But I, I, th I think he's he's got a funky kind of shot put release on his jumper, but it goes in a lot. I think he has good touch. Um, the playmaking isn't really where I want it to be, where the ball tends to stick with him more than it should. But I really liked how he moves off ball. He is constantly relocating, cutting, running off screens, um, so I, I'm encouraged. I think he's going to be, he's going to be frustrating, but I think he's also going to be a lot of fun on the offensive end. Yeah, it, it was weird. I got there the first day and Holloway was literally <clears throat> shooting free throws, um, on the hoop underneath, like where I was sitting underneath against the baseline. And, uh, my first thought was, oh my gosh, he's so skinny. And I was like, that I was like, that's Holloway, right? And I was like looking up, like, okay. And then the sheet came out and had him listed at six two. And like I'm six two, six two and a half. And I was like, I don't know. And then when we got to the game, I was literally right next to him. And I was like, he might be. Like, I was like, okay, like I don't think it's just the hair. I will say he's thin. He's very thin. Um he's listed at 175, but it either looks like he's starting to fill out his arms. He he's pretty he's toned. He's but toned, but it's skinny. He's skinny. Like he looks like his upper body's starting to fill out, or it's just you know sitting there. But um, I thought his lower body is skinny. I don't know. I think he, I hate doing this because I I root for every. I think he's going to be a fun college point guard. 
I don't think he's a one and done guy. I think he could be some put up some big numbers at Auburn. I don't know. That's it's just tough because he's really thin for and I feel like the shot was solid, but like there was just a lot of questions. I was like, I don't know how like we talked about Jackson going to Oregon. Um Shell said, right? Yep. I'm getting better. He's undersized, but he's stocky. He had the lower frame. He had like the burst and quickness. He was welcoming the contact. I feel like Aiden was a little thin and I was like, I don't know about it, but then he'd have like a, a beautiful sequence of using hesitations and just explosive lateral quickness. And you're like, okay, there's some fun stuff. So I don't know. He's going to be tough for me too. Him and McKenzie are both going to be annoying, tough <laughs> ones, tough evaluations. Um, I, I think another tough one for me at least is London Johnson, who I don't think yeah. we mentioned once. That was a tough week. one too. Um, I, I think the most that was said about him was that I could see him being a solid point guard or backup point guard. Um, I don't know. It's tough because during practices, he was almost always on the opposite side of the gym. Um, and it felt a little deliberate. Um, but he was solid. He never really took over. He never really flashed, um, good or bad, which I guess is a skill in and of itself. Um, (laughs) but I don't know. Yeah, that was another tough one. Um, he was listed at six, two and a half with a six, six wingspan. And he was 163 pounds. Um, and I promise you, when I tell you that Holloway was skinny, you're probably like record. Didn't you probably just think that that was, Holloway when it really was London? No, I kept, I promise you. And um, London looked the 163 pounds. Yeah, they both looked very skinny. Um, and it's not, it's just lower body too. Like you got to be able to take on, you know, physicality and stuff. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. London, I, I was really intrigued to watch him just because of, you know, his last year. I was like, okay, like, this is going to be another fun one that looks like he's going to hit the ground. And I, I just didn't really see much. Um, some flashes, not enough. It, it, he was a guy that I feel like would make a play and I'd be like, Oh, London, there you are. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just, and, and that's, I hate that because I'm always trying to root for everyone, but um, we'll see. Um, I got to call out one guy and then yeah. I'm good. But um, Alex Tuhi. Mm-hmm. I adore him. <laughs> I absolutely love him. Um, for those not familiar, he's going to Gonzaga. He's from Australia. Played with the NBA Global Academy. Six. He was six eight. He was listed at six eight with a six eleven wingspan, two hundred and twelve pounds. Um just a guy that played the right way all the time and seemed like he made plays and wasn't the flashiest, but understood when to make the extra pass, understood when to drive, understood when it's the right time for him to attempt three played physical on the rebounds. I just feel like he was a gamer. He is also like, I was like, Oh gosh, he's going to be fantastic at Gonzaga. They're going to have some fun working with him. I, I think I joked with you guys and I was like, if I could get him in the top 20, I'd be pumped out of my mind. 
or I was just saying, like, if you got him later, you might be like, oh gosh, he ended up playing, you know, 10 plus years for us. Just one of those, you know, grab your hard hat and your lunch pails and how can I help out the team? And I thought he played hard. He played tough. Um, I liked him a lot. So one of those, I don't think I'm going to overthink because I, he just, he's just a workhorse. I don't know. Maybe I'm seeing stuff on that cap. No, no. I similar impression. I think you were a little higher on him than me. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say I didn't really like him. I, I think there's a lot there to work with. Um, just massive hands. Yeah. Just bare mitts. His hands with what? Oh, he had, he had the 10 inch hands. hands. Yeah. Nine inch length, uh, 10 inch width. That was uh, almost the biggest, I think, by half an inch. On one. No, no, no. It was the biggest. Yeah. Wait, whatever. It's close. <laughs> yeah. Michael Nuwako, I think, had um, bigger hands, but, you know. That's that's the way the cookie crumbles. I just love them. I, I I really was excited. So, um, what else you got? Any quick rapid fire ones? The, all the bigs looked interesting to me, but I didn't fall in love with them. But yeah, same. I, it's kind of a tough setting for them. Uh, Bayfall, <clears throat> Very tough setting. Bayfall headed to Arkansas. Uh, super skinny. Um, loved Six. how he ran in transition. Always the first one down the down yeah. the floor. He was loud. Um, he was talking. I liked it. He's 6'10", 193. Let's get a stake in them. Um, Very raw. Seven, four and a half wingspan. He, um, he, 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 it's just one of those guys that like, he looked fun, but it was, it was a tough setting for the bigs. And I don't know. He needs to put on weight, but he could be fun. He just, he's, he's got the energy and he, he practiced hard. Sorry, go ahead. I, Eve's Missy um, headed to Baylor. Um, I think another one of these guys who's going to be a multi-year guy uh, played really hard. Um, incredible at making half court shots um after their yeah. warm-ups to de- de- determine whether they ran a lap or or not um he made it was like three straight days where he made the half court shot and they didn't have to run it was incredible he he, he was a big boy <laughs> um yeah yeah he, he was he was pretty filled out he was 6 11 223 with a seven two and a half wingspan but he just kind of looked trying to give a pro he kind of gave me like damian jones just Mm. like that frame and athleticism vibe so i was like i hope he plays multiple years there because that could be a fun piece that you get to work with because he popped he was explosive i just feel like there's he i feel like i watched him the first day and they were doing post-up moves and he had just a very limited you know arsenal of stuff, which is fine. Cause like those settings, they're giving some guys some freedom and they're all doing what they're comfortable with because they know who's watching. And you, it was funny cause some of the bigs would do the same move and it was just like, okay, yeah, I get it. You're, you're, you're sticking with your guns, but. I, yeah. I it, on that kind of same note, I still appreciated that they went out of their comfort zone for a good amount of it too, where they would at least try a couple things. And then once those went really poorly, they would go back to their, their bread and butter and yeah. have a monster dunk. that would be like, Oh my God. Um, but they, they were throwing in a couple like posts, like baseline fadeaways and jab step into a floater type stuff. So I was like, okay, like at least you're trying some stuff, but then, you know, once four or five of those in a row didn't go too well, uh, they kind of went back to 
what they felt comfortable with, which is to be expected and understandable. Um, my got two more guys and we'll talk about the whole, and we're, I'm going to be so proud. So let's finish on strong two more. Just, just stay with us folks. We, we, we love you. <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Nwoko, another big, awesome game at the hoop summit. Uh, super strong, good rebounder, good at rim finisher. Um, Looks like you could have been the whole Miami uh, Taylor bull bull and uh, funky shot, super lengthy, really springy um, shot. It's kind of, it looks kind of gross, but it went in way more than I thought it was going to. Um, I think there's some interesting defensive tools there. And then Ibrahim Asako, who didn't really even play in the hoop summit game. Um, really good athlete. Loved his defense. The shot was brutal all week. Um just another kind of fun random story with him. Uh, they were doing shooting drills. He was really struggling. And then to cap it off to determine which hoop won. Um, the last set was whoever made a half court first wins. And he just casually walks up, pulls up just like a normal jump shot and drains it first time. So, and it looks cool. gorgeous. When you <laughs> it was the best, <laughs> the best shot he took shot. all week. The fu- he had another funny two thing too the first day I got there, I was like, he could not make a shot. I was like, Oh gosh, I feel so bad for you. Just like, come on. Like, then you guys get all get there and he still couldn't make a shot. And then the first scrimmage they play against the Portland generals, he comes out and I think his first shot at him of the game, just nothing but net. I was like, that's how it works. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes life works that way. You got to just keep throwing punches. But um, yeah, I mean, all those guys, it was, a. I was very impressed the whole week from the world team. Shout out Caleb Canales and all those coaches. I mean, the world yeah. practices were a joy. There was so much energy. Guys were locked in. They were just, you know, foaming at the mouth. All the kids were just like running to everywhere. It was really, really well done. And also whoever was DJing the music when they were stretching <laughs> is just, you know, he to get a new career because you were on fire. So, yeah. Um, uh, else, yeah. I last up do you want to talk about portland generals i do i just want to talk okay. about we can just quick real quick i, I yeah. just want to spotlight um my guy and i had the roster up and now i lost it so unbelievable. yeah the, 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 there were a couple notable names um dylan jones from weber state i thought it looked really good uh braxton mia from washington um was there uh nate biddle from oregon uh played okay um uconn had a recruit um incoming guard uh real standout though was carter bryant and oh man i I don't know yeah um he he was a kid who took full advantage of his opportunity to be in that gym um not only did he play really well in the scrimmages uh great two-way versatility really competitive physical athletic all of that stuff um, he was also one of the first ones there warming up and was the last one to leave. It got to a point where it was an hour and a half after the scrimmage before he finally started taking his shoes off. And he was working on shooting drills for an hour. And then once the Team USA finally kicked him off, he just started running laps and drib- drib- while dribbling um, just right in front of the NBA, ex- NBA exec executives um so it may be a little performative but the kid was pouring sweat he was clearly working hard the shot looked good and it reflected how he played on the court as well so it was a kid a 17 year old who i thought showed so much maturity and understanding of his surroundings and ability to 
perform on the court while the ball was live too. It was one of the most impressive performances of the week for me. I, I, that last sentence you were, I was trying to phrase this the right way before everyone just goes, what? Like the diehard grassroots people. But before, before we saw him going just absolute maniac mode with his work ethic after the game, I feel like all of us were just like, this kid looks nice. Like, what's the story with this kid? And, you know, 17 years old, um, Six seven one ninety, um, was athletic. He had a good looking shot. There was he was fl- flashing against the world team. He was flashing against um, the USA team. Like I, there was times where I was like, he's one of the best guys on the court. Like it, it was just, if anything, I was like, he needed to be more aggressive. But I thought he was aggressive. I also thought he just knew when to force and when not yeah. to. You know, like he picked the spots and, um. I was just like, man, like this kid can play. And then I was like, okay, someone's got to go get this kid. I was just like, someone has to go get him. What's the, what's the deal. And then I've looked, I think we looked up and I was like, oh, he's still young. Like he's still really, really young. Um, And then I got home and found out that Arizona's a crystal ball prediction or something. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm a freak out. But I was literally telling my, my buddies, I was like, you gotta go get this Carter Bryant kid. This kid can play. And um, what I don't know if you saw this Metcalf, but I got home and I looked up an article about him and I saw a photo of him in high school and my jaw dropped. He was like, look completely different. So his body is gone through massive transformation, which pairs well with what we watched in practice of him working his butt off. So he's probably been, and he was working out there and we were joking like, Oh, he's pretty, he's in pretty good shape. Like he was just shredded. <laughs> And when I saw that photo of him, I was like, whoa, this is a completely different person. So he's been putting in the work. He's working his butt off. It looks like it's starting to pay off. But um, I left this whole week, and uh, Carter Bryant was one of my biggest standouts. I thought he looked fantastic. I, I would not be shocked if down the road we're talking about a lottery guy. I'm not, I don't, I'm just saying any class because I think that's the tools and that's the mentality I watched at the end of or the whole week. I mean, every time we watched him, he was, he looked great. So, um, I just wanted to make sure like there was some guys on that Portland generals team that were really impressive, but I just wanted to make sure that we had to give a little spotlight on Carter Bryant. I, I, kid i'm paying close attention to i hope he's going to arizona because i can be really excited about um an incoming wing but i thought he had every tool you wanted to see from a raw guy and he also had the mentality he had the motor that you're like oh gosh the sky is the limit for this kid i just you know i don't know i root for those guys i root for the guys that put in the work and we'll see what happens go to arizona bear down <laughs> all right Rucker, uh this was a blast um last week at hoop summit special experience glad to share it with you wonderful to meet you finally yeah wonderful <laughs> to meet you finally um, plug away tell the people where they can find you um i'm at no at tyler underscore rucker on twitter just message me let's talk hoops um don't message me during the celtics games because um i've already apologized to my wife she knows it's time That'll buckle down. Get ready to go to war. So um, go Celtics. Go Timberwolves, Metcalf. And um, I love you all. 
Well, once again, I'm Tyler Metcalf. You can follow me on Twitter at tmetcalf11. You can find all of our written work at noceilingsnba.com. It is 100% free. Just click that subscribe button while you're there to make sure that you never miss anything that we publish. And you can follow us across all socials at noceilingsnba. Um, if you want to watch this podcast or any of the breakdowns that we do with multiple players in this draft class or highlight film of them, uh, head over to YouTube at No Ceilings TV and you can find all of that. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, if, you, if you're having fun with us, if you're learning something from us um, and you think other people could benefit and do the same, uh, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review and a five-star rating. It helps us with all that algorithm nonsense. Um, but until next time, see ya.